Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's spring, and what better way to put a spring in your step than by buying some comfy knickers or pants? That is how it works, right? I mean, when I was a kid, if you bought new trainers, then everyone said you'd be able to run faster. So I guess if you buy new pants, then you might be able to put a spring in your... Oh, no, bum. Wait, that's... Wait, okay, that's wrong. Yes, anyway, uh, while we all know the wonderful British boxers do an incredible range of things to sleep in, it's now nearly sunny outside again, you know, in that way where it's also a bit cold, but you're still going to need a new T-shirt, hoodie or new pants to go and try it in before you then have to go back inside and get your jacket. And British boxers have a brilliant range of all of those things, as well as pajamas that you're probably still going to need for work until at least 2023. British boxers are an independent, ethically excellent lot who make actually nice lounge and casual wear that you can wear inside or outside, but, you know, with shoes on as well because you're sensible. Head to british-boxers.com and use the code PARPOLBRO10 and you'll get 10% off whatever you order. You might accuse me of being in the pockets of Big Pyjama and I'd say, no, actually, I'll take a medium and my pockets have an old tissue in because that's tradition. It's just always there. I don't even know where it's come from. It's really strange. It's every pajama pocket it's always an old tissue how does he get there who's put it there no one knows is it magic Hello, Parpol Broads. Uh, yes, uh, the podcast is currently having a break, um, and I promised I wouldn't do any podcasts, but of course, uh, here is a sort of mini bonus podcast because I just cannot escape the uh, hold that doing this thing has over my life. It's like an addiction. They need someone to sort of slowly wean me off podcasts. Maybe I should just sort of like uh, do this bonus one this week. Maybe next week I'll just sort of do like a 15 minute podcast, and then the week after, just a three minute podcast of me just screaming at things, and then eventually, maybe I'll be able to kind of cold turkey it and not record a podcast for a week anyway sorry um this is a bonus episode just to sort of keep you going uh while you're all having a break there's no such thing uh in this day and age um I, i'm not really having a break my daughter's birthday last week was so nice i just sort of mentioned it on the podcast um but we've been given endless cakes like we've had our neighbor give us a cake the nursery gave her a cake we made her a cake i've just been eating cakes 
solidly. That 2020 meme of everything being a cake, genuinely, my life is now a cake, uh, and I feel just regularly a bit sick, because she she's only three. She doesn't eat that much cake. Guess which idiot has to eat all the cake? It's me. It's brilliant. I actually, I actually love it. I'm sort of hoping that if I complain about it on a podcast, um, maybe I'll get sympathy for doing probably my favourite thing, which is eating cake. I can actually have my cake and eat it, because I eat it. There's still cake to have at the end of it is quite remarkable anyway what am I talking about this, sorry this is a bonus episode it's got nothing to do with there's been so much politics going on there's so many things I would like to write an episode about but I'm insisting that I take this week off and we'll just do a big catch up in a couple of weeks so instead um this here uh, is uh, a recording of the set that I did last Friday um, at the brilliant uh, Quantum Leopard online gig, uh, which raised um, over a £1,000 for Sisters Uncut, who are uh, working to kill the bill at the moment, which is brilliant. And I fully support all the protests that have been going on. I haven't made any of them. I'm, I'm too full of cake uh, and I am rubbish, but it's brilliant that they're happening. Anyway, this show raised a lot of money for it. I was on with um, the wonderful lineup of Sarah Keyworth, Chloe Petz, uh, Sikisia, um and Sarah Baron and of course James Ross hosting and this is my set that um, I overran horribly because I was enjoying it far too much. You can't hear the laughter that I could hear because it all came through my headphones and wouldn't record on my side so it's that weird thing of hearing a gig online with absolutely no feedback like whatsoever uh, you just just fill in the laughs yourself um, there's every chance you'll have heard some of the gags on the podcast there's every chance you'll have heard some of the gags from the last time I posted um, a stand up set on as a bonus podcast because I have not written enough material that isn't just me slagging off Boris Johnson um and also, uh, for context, if you don't watch the live show on Twitch, uh, for context, before me, the brilliant James Ross, who's combating the show, managed to fit 42 grapes into his mouth as part of the live stream. Uh, so I mentioned that at the top because it's impossible not to. It was really quite the feat. Um, and I mentioned one of the audience members uh, and their dog, um, Tilly, because uh, they had a dog that kept interrupting the earlier acts. So there you go. It'll almost make you feel like you were in the room, uh, which you weren't because no one was. It's an online gig. Uh, there isn't a room. That's not healthy these things work so anyway here it is and i just urge you to check out um the whole show which you can see at quantum leopard's uh, twitch.tv channel which is of course twitch.tv forward slash quantum leopard um you can watch the whole show as it was broadcast with all the laughs and everything in it um also check out quantum leopard's facebook page um which is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash quantum leopard comedy and uh, of course please donate to sisters uncut where you can find them at sisters uncut i mean just type that in you'll find them absolutely everywhere do donate them um in helping to challenge this really horrific and terrifying uh policing bill which as you'll hear in this set i sort of mentioned that it's just horrible that this is the reason that we're having to do gigs rather than just for the fun of it but hey ho they're happening anyway look i'm gonna shut up i'm meant to be having a day off this is meant to be like my day of not doing a podcast and here i am i'm talking to you lot again just stop encouraging me goodness here is my set i will see you all in a week and here you all uh, you know how it works in like a week and a half's time <laughs> 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thank you. That was, um, I've never, I've never had someone do the warm up of just eating a lot of grapes uh, before me. That was incredible. What I liked is it was an interval of like, go away, get a drink. And James went for the most purest glass of wine possible. Uh, that was incredible. Um, I also have to say shout out to Bryn's comment. If you missed it, he just said grapes of Ross. And that is beautiful. And that sh- it shouldn't have been ignored. Um, just wonderful. Anyway, look, I, I, look, hey, I would say that it's nice to be here, but I'm at home and I'm fucking bored of it. I really hate it now. Um, I've been here loads. It's I, I know it doesn't look like it. I've got the black curtain, but that is simply my way of going, I'm not cleaning for you. Um, it's very, it's a really good tactic that I worked out some while ago. Um, but yeah, Jesus. I mean, this... This whole thing, I, you, you all seem pretty cool with this now. I, you know, I still find it weird that usually I'd have travelled to lovely Quantum Leopard gig. I've got my head into my material, but I'm at home. So what that meant is, just before I logged in, before the beginning of this, I was dealing with a hyper three-year-old who kept picking her nose and giving them to me, going, "That's for you, Daddy." And then I had to take the bins out. It's not like it's not the sort of gig prep that I used to have. Um, Anyway, I hope, I hope you're well. You're good. It's, I mean, good's weird. It's one of those things I keep saying to ask people, like, how are they? And if they say good, I'm like, why? That's suspicious. That's not the answer you should be giving. Have you seen the state of shit? Fucking hell. Anyway, um, but look, this I, I love quantum. I'm wearing my special T-shirt for you. I don't know if you see it. It says, uh, it says there you go. Um, it's just, just for you. And uh, I should also say, Molly, uh, that, that um, Tilly is fine to bark through my set, but I am going to mention the Home Office as some of their dog whistle policies may set her off. Um, I am. Um, it's funny, right? Because I don't, I'm genuinely, I'm, I'm honoured. I'm honoured. Apart from James, I'm the token bloke on the bill, the, the bloken. Um, but it, this, you know. This this is let's be honest. It's not a great reason to have to do a gig, is it? And I'm not I'm not saying I'm like before I get off on the wrong foot. I'm not like anti sisters uncut. I'm not like a secret Tory. I'm not carrying a pint of milk everywhere um, just to show off. Which uh, which was weird. If you didn't see that, an MP was carrying a pint of milk everywhere, and and there was part of me going, well, it's because number one, it means you're a wanker, but number two, it's nice that at least one conservative knows what the price of a pint of milk actually is. Um, Although he wasn't a real conservative, otherwise he'd have snatched that milk off a kid first. So anyway, but 
I'm, I'm just saying that, 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 that what I mean is the reason we have to have this gig is because police decided that the best way to keep women safe at night was to arrest them and lock them up so they couldn't go anywhere. And that's not like the problem solving methods that you'd hope for in today's day and age. It's, it's the one that the government keep using, you know, where they fix a problem by just removing all the people that think it's a problem and therefore it's done. You know, like sort of solving an equation by exploding all of the necessary numbers and going finished, you know. Um, but. You know, it's 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 not it's that's what I mean. It's you know, I, I obviously, like, you know, we've got to be fair. Police have to keep the public safe from thinking that demonstrations for rights or peaceful vigils are perfect examples of a functioning democracy. Otherwise, everyone would have a go, won't they? And that would be a nightmare. So, um, my favourite comment about it all, if you can have such a thing, was uh, the Met Police Commissioner and the perfect example of nominative determinism, Cressida Dick. Um, she said that she'd have gone to the vigil in Clapham if it had been legal. And, I mean, there's a lot of issues there. And the High Court judge said it was legal. He's like, oh, well, what do they know? Experts, eh? What the fuck do High Court judges know about legal shit? Oh, why don't you just ask a barber? They'd probably be able to ask a monkey. Oh. Anyway, but... The fact is, she said she'd have gone if, if it had been legal. And you go, well, you're a shit police officer, aren't you? What, you only attend legal situations, do you? What, someone calls up going, I'm being burgled! Oh, no, sorry, that sounds too illegal for us. Let us know when you're going to have a cup of tea or be looking vacantly at a lamppost and we'll be there. Shit. You know... I mean, her record in the police makes it sound like the main thing that she wants to clamp down on are people doing perfectly legal shit, like having a vigil for women's safety or catching the tube without getting shot. That's like, I think she's got like a list of worst crimes on her office wall, which are just like going to the shops without getting run over or having the gall to brush your teeth without being eaten by a tiger. It's just fucking ridiculous. But this is our country now. This is Britain, isn't it? You know, rather than make streets safe at night they sort of stop people complaining that they're not and that's why Pretty Patel um, who I believe is the actual sort of human version of getting a splinter under your nail um, and uh, she's the sort of person who like if you say imagine your happy place she thinks of Hieronymus Bosch paintings and um, she's (laughs) she's it, 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 I don't you saw it amazing that the Home Office have spent like £80,000 on beautiful brows and, and people saying that's a ridiculous expenditure. But so many eyebrows are raised every time they have a new policy. It's probably reparations. So anyway, but, you know, look, this is the thing that she's but they're pushing through this new policy policing bill. Right. You probably know about this. You're I, the Quantum Leopard crew. You're always very switched on. But they're pushing through the new policing bill. That means that protests will be illegal if they can be deemed to cause serious annoyance. Right. And that is dangerous because there are high chances that my three year old daughter is going to be arrested next time we're walking around and she complains. I don't want to walk anymore. That's it. Nicked. Just nicked instantly. She's so whiny. It will get everywhere. I mean, saying that, after the past year, it does seem like a really decent, affordable childcare situation. And maybe that's what us parents of toddlers need. No, uh, no, actually, officer, she's in floods of tears because I said I can't get her any warm ice because it's not a fucking thing. And to be honest, it's annoying the shit out of me. Take her away. Take her away. You can have her. It's fine. Um, but how does that work? We're protesting because seriously, every, like everyone annoys me. I'm annoyed by every. Can I call the police about every single person? Excuse me, officer. That person didn't indicate the lights. That one's wearing red trousers. Get them. Just fucking. Just you know, I, it's going to be prisons will be over full. It's um, the other part that people have focused on this bill that's really worrying is that there's more sort of empathy and security for inanimate objects than people. And what I find funny is that lots of people are surprised about that, as though a governing party of mostly grey people who are completely dead inside might sympathise with statues more than real people. Of course they would. Them, that's their people. That's their... Uh. 
But how much defacing a statue could get you more of a prison sentence than like actual serious crimes? So is this the first ever criminal policy targeted at pigeons? Is that what it is? And I, I hope so. I hope that like we've barely got any police left and I hope we just see them now running around like in a dick dastardly car with a net hoping, hoping to save the day. But also it's so complicated because like what happens like if someone attacks one of those moving statues performers? Where do the police, what do they do with that? Who will be arrested then? And what if someone attacks the statue, but the statue's a woman? Does that make... Oh, no, I'm just being silly. There aren't any of those in this country. So, sorry, silly. I'm hypothesizing. So, it's just... I, I, find, I find it fascinating that people don't give a shit about the protest or they're getting angry about the Kill the Bill protest, which you shouldn't get angry about unless... Look, fair play, if your name's Bill and you haven't been watching the news and it's spooked you, that's fair. You could be a bit upset, but it's probably quite unnerving, right? What have I done today? But otherwise, um, I just, you know, I just thought that I, I had this really naive concept that the pandemic might make us all realise what really matters in life. But then it turned out that for many people, that's just other people need to die so that they can have a pint. And, you know, I wasn't what I was hoping for. Well, half the country's been vaccinated, including me, so we should open everything up. What do you mean the other half? Who? What are you talking about? No idea, mate. And, you know, it's this incredible inability to comprehend that other people with other lives exist. I know that's always been the way, right? People just never seem to think outside of their own head. Yeah, well, I've never been harassed on the street. Yeah, because you're a 60-year-old man that lives at sea, right? For, you know... <laughs> Yes, well, I've never felt unsafe at night. You're an 800-year-old vampire. Of course not. You know, it just... I mean, I, I find it very hard. I, I live in my own head. I can't imagine what life is like for a lot of other people, but I don't then just assume they all have beards and diabetes. Otherwise, all my material will be so easy to write. Um, you know, I just... Even, I don't know if you find even the TV, like just TV in general, isn't trying to relate to people. All the TV at the moment is celebrities going on holidays with their friends. And I don't fucking want to see that right now, right? I want to see celebrities staring out the window at roadworks. It's the only thing that's happening. Going to the same park six times a week and reminiscing about getting a bus or an underwhelming sandwich. Oh, anyway, so I just... None of this. None of this is for, for anyone. They don't care about anyone. I, I just... I'm, I think... A big part of it is that I'm very jealous, right? I don't know if you feel this. I'm very jealous of people that have kind of the levels of cognitive dissonance to, like, scream, they've cancelled free speech at, like, a distressed banshee while at the same time wanting anyone who laughs at a flag to get the death penalty. And, um, you know, that, that personally, I think you should be able to joke about flags, bunting, tapestries, any kind of decorative adornments, because as far as I'm concerned, it's all comedy material. But, you know... Um, <laughs> And also, you know, we have to give credit. People say the flag represents this country. And I suppose in many ways, the entire country is flagging right now. So um, I just, I always think like, is it enough? Like, is it, for en when's it going to stop for you? Like, is it a flag? Is that enough for you to think at a place is British? All British government buildings get a flag. Like how are you, what if it's not a windy day? How will you tell that place is British, right? Apart from the fact that it's inside this country and not out at sea or in space, right? How are you going to tell? Wait, maybe we need to go further. Maybe all British government buildings should have British fish and British beef pasted to all the walls, right? And then like a giant 50 foot mechanical queen waving on every roof like one of those cats. And we can have robins loose on every floor and a bunch of Morris dancers playing bagpipes 24-7 outside. We must make it more British. Ah, uh, I don't know. It's just not enough. Not enough for people. I just... I, people are so angry about the wrong thing. I, I, like, I, 
I feel like this, I mean, obviously, people have been angry for years, right? And 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 more so, I think, last ten years. And and just there's this rage in in everyone. And I, I used to um, the road I used to live on uh, a couple of years ago. I always sort of saw of as a, a microcosm of society. And if you don't know what a microcosm is, it's like a cosm but really small. And um, and uh, <laughs> this road, right? This road that I lived on, it, it like it didn't have enough room on it for two cars to go down it at the same time, right? Because people double parked, and that there wasn't enough room for two cars to go down it in opposite directions at the same time. And um, you know, because I, I, I live in London, and uh, you know, it's a road that was built hundreds of years ago when people didn't have cars; they had horses, and people didn't used to double park their horses, um, and people didn't used to bring in their fucking massive unnecessary shire horses from the country and take up all the space, um, and people didn't used to vertically park their Shetland ponies and fuck up the system and you know and so as you go it's not enough space and what would happen is three or four times a week no exaggeration cars would come down in opposite directions and uh you know they'd refuse to back down right they'd always be like get out the way i'm in a rush beep 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 get out the way i'm in a rush beep 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 and they'd always be in a rush but not in enough of a rush to move out the way let the other one go get on with their lives they'd always be in enough of a rush to like sit there for ages honk swear turn the engines off sometimes get out the car threaten physical violence we'd have to come out like un peacekeepers and um there'd always be a kid or a dog in the back looking like they wanted to die and i am it was just weird, right? It was weird. I, I used to like watch them all the time because like cars would build up behind them, and I just used to watch them. Thinking this is like this is just bonkers, right? Because you're, you're idling your engines; it's causing pollution. You're you're wasting precious lifetime, right? I just I couldn't work out why you would do it, but you could see in their eyes, right? In their eyes, they just said, "I want to fucking win something. I just want to fucking win anything." Right? I've I've had a shitty day. I'm about to go to my shitty home, watch something shitty on TV. I'm so sick of this fucking world. I just want to beat this prick in this one thing, and when I die, I can say I've won one fucking thing. Right? You can see this rage, and I always sort of imagine like going down to them and tapping on the windows and just saying, "Hey, this is this is silly." Just come out your cars, like just embrace each other. I wouldn't do that now. That's a hate crime now. But back, I would have done it then. Is embrace each other and just just feel how good it is to be alive. Just like strip off if you need to, hold hands, walk into the fields, listen to bird song, feel the sun on our faces. But you know, just feel how lucky we are to have this thing in just be be here, be now. That's what I always wanted to do. I didn't used to do that. Obviously, I used to go down uh, to their window with a squidgy tap on their window and ask for a quid, and they piss off really quickly. But um. But it's just this, this, mad, this anger. People are full of anger. And the anger's directed at all these things that they didn't... You know, there's all these things we should be livid about. Money going to, to anyone that Matt Hancock's bumped into at The Chemist. And yet, instead, everyone's fucking... There's vegan sausage rolls! Are oh, there? Just don't eat one. Don't eat one. There you go. That's it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to eat one. That's it. If, if they make you angry, don't eat one. Like, you don't have to be angry that someone else is eating one. Just don't eat one. If the only time you should be angry about what someone else is eating is if they're eating you. Then you can be fucking livid. You've eaten my leg! Fair enough. Be, you've eaten my baby! Get upset. That's fine. You know. <sighs> someone's changed their gender! Have they? Why do you give a shit? That, that's their life. Like, if, if someone's changed your gender without asking, be upset, right? That's You can absolutely get upset about that. Wake up in the morning very confused and out of weight. Like, it'd be, it'd be over, right? But it's someone else's life. It doesn't bother... You know, the only time you should be upset about what gender something is is when you're learning another language and it's fucking annoying, right? Why do I give a shit if this table's male or female? Is it going to try and shag my dinner or give birth to a smaller table in the middle of it? No, it doesn't fucking matter, does it? It doesn't matter. It's pointless. Yeah, and everyone's so angry now about having to wear a mask, and because uh, they have to, it might save someone else. And oh, I don't. I want them to die first, and I've won. You know, um, 
I just because they, they announced that masks and social distancing in this country may happen for quite some time. And I was like, brilliant. That's great for my plans to become a solitary vigilante. Um, but, you know, I just don't understand. It, it, it's oppressive. Is it? Fancy dress parties must be shit for you. You know, the the only people who could genuinely be oppressed by everyone having to wear masks are bank robbers who've lost the element of surprise. It's crap for them. They've got a terrible time now. It's just just absolutely like, oh, but what if I wear my mask and I forget what my face looks like and I stop opening my post and I never talk to my family because I think there's someone else's? Oh, what if I wear a mask and people think it's bunting on my face and they have a village fate on my forehead and I get jam in my eyes? You know, it's just... doesn't matter. There was a real upset the other day about pubs might require vaccine passports when they reopen and... I grew up and my teenage years were spent going out with a fake ID. And so I actually think vaccine passports are a great idea, right? Because the youth are fucked for jobs. And this might give some income to a creative 14 year old with access to a printer and a laminator. And that is it's needed, you know. Um, I should say a bit like a Cisco. I've had my jab. So uh, I had my first jab, then I jabbed the doctor back and then we fought and then I won and I got my vaccine. It was a very long way to go about it. But um it worked so, uh, and I, I'm allowed because I'm diabetic, uh, which is the best chronic illness. So I can fix the worst symptoms by having a biscuit, um, and uh, yeah, it's good. Obviously, that makes me high risk to COVID because you can't eat biscuits while coughing. So it's, you know, and um, so it's good. So yeah, so I had had my first jab, and I haven't. I should just say, if you're worried, I haven't had any side effects apart from every now and then when I get angry, I go green, I rip my trousers, and I break things. But it doesn't. Like, it doesn't happen very often. So. Do it for the people. Um, but I just, it, it's a, this conspiracy theories about vaccines, uh, like, it's a plot by Bill Gates. No, it's not. Microsoft antivirus software is shit. You know, um, they're injecting microchips, are they? Brilliant. How do McCain's make them that small? I mean, to be fair, getting potato into my bloodstream, I'm up for that, you know. I have actually, um, I've gained a lot of sympathy for anti-vaxxers since becoming uh, a parent. Um, I, I, pretty much, I support uh, anti-vaxxers, actually. Um, but that is because my daughter's had all her vaccines. And when all their kids are ill and have measles, she can become queen. So it just feels like it gives her an easy way. Um, I'm just I'm just jealous. I, I wish I could have that sort of thing. I, I, you know, I just want to be able to switch my brain off from it. My, my daughter, as I said, is, um, is three. She turned three last week. Same birthday as you, James, actually. And um, she... She turned, yeah, so she had her second lockdown birthday, which, you know, people sort of said, oh, that's really sad. And it, it wasn't. I was over the moon that I didn't have a flat full of sugar fueled toddlers smashing cake into the furniture. Um, lucky escape. I might tell her it's a lockdown next year and every year till she's 20. But um, <laughs> um, no, it was sad. And I, but she like just that thing of like she's three. Right. So we had we walked to the shops today, which took most of our lives. And um there was a really long lorry. There was just a really long, like really, really long lorry on the road. And she went, that's a really big lorry. And my brain immediately went, oh my God, that's probably polluting everything. And I bet the driver's underpaid and isn't classed as a worker and is probably on zero hours contract. And I bet there's all these issues with Brexit trade that means it's been on the road for even longer. And she just went, is there an elephant in it? And I was like, oh fuck, I wish I, I wish my brain did that. That's so much nicer. Isn't that so much nicer? Is there an elephant in it? Fucking. But then I'd be an animal cruelty. Should that elephant be transported? How did that get across the Brexit animal? Fucking. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it just, I just like, this year's enough without all the other shit. The, the pandemic's in, all these other things that we've had to, you know, 
in 2019, things that weren't safe for work were things like sort of porn sites or gambling sites. 2020, 2021, things that weren't safe for work were going to work. I mean, that's just nuts. You know, you used to be able to go for drinks after work and now you can drink throughout work because no one can come here and stop me. What are they going to do about it? They're not allowed in. So, you know, uh, it's nuts. A year of this, a year. I, I don't know what you did celebrate um, a year of lockdown, by the way. I did absolutely nothing and went nowhere, which was very appropriate. Um, but yeah. I just, I've, I've been missing traveling. That's what I've been, you know, my job is a comedian. I travel everywhere and I, I miss seeing other places. And I, there's been a little bit of me wondering if I should go abroad just to come back um, so I can get booked into one of those quarantine hotels. Because, you know, like you can't leave your room for 10 days and they bring all your food to you. And as the parent of a toddler, that sounds like the best holiday I could have this year. Um, I really, I really want it. Um, God, I've talked, I've talked rage. I've, I've got too much to write. This is so nice talking to other adults. It's really weird. Um, I will, I was, I was trying to inject some hope into this, but we haven't got there yet and it's a long way away. So we'll, um, we'll see how we go. We, we might skip to hope if we need it. Um, my, my life is, I've just been living on coffee and hot sauce, uh, for this, like for, for a year now. Cause coffee is meant to keep you awake, but it doesn't do that for me. It just makes me need to unexpectedly shit. And then that keeps me awake out of fear. Um, and then, uh, now I've just been putting hot sauce and everything to check I can still feel inside and um, I just I just worry I don't I, I, you know what I worry every I'm worried about like even with things supposedly getting better you know I just worry about other stuff like you know how am I going to avoid social events in the future and you know um, what about when people ask me what have you been up to I don't know. I've been watching subtitled films on Netflix so I can pretend I'm watching a movie and reading a book at the same time, like Double Culture. Is that Does that count? Oh, no. And then we're all meant to be going back to normal by June 21st, except by then I'll be so broke I'll ironically have to stay at home. So, you know, it's... <sighs> I was so impressed by music festivals getting booked in. Uh, like, so many music, like Leeds and Reading, and which, if, if it's vaccine passports, I am all for sort of, like, baby boomers are just, like, being there, trying to just dance away like it's a saga holiday. I'm properly up for that. But um, anyway, look, I... The thing is, is what people are missing out is everyone's like, well, there was no music festivals last year. But getting a test, if you had to get a coronavirus test, it was basically the same thing because you had to travel for miles to go to a car park. You'd have things shoved up your nose and then days later you'd find out if you caught something. So it was sort of basically the same. I'm, um, I just I, I, I tell you what, I've, I've realised how old I, I am. Uh, I am old. I, uh, I turned uh, 40 this year. I know. I, I look it. And um, I... But when they did all the announcements, when uh, when uh, that fucking sentient portaloo of a man, Boris Johnson, said in uh, February, he said he announced he announced the things were opening, and he said spring and summer will be very different to today. Yes, mate, that's how seasons work. That's the fucking least you should know as a prime minister. You fucking idiot. Anyway. But I, I said out loud, but they haven't said when the recycling centre will open. That's my fucking life. Isn't that like? Yeah, it's awful. Anyway, I, yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a bit of me that's enjoyed this because, um, like, I, I've been able to save the NHS by sitting on my bum. And that's basically the mission that I've been waiting for someone to ask me to do for all of my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've never, I've never rescued something by doing the thing I like doing most. Like, that's amazing. I've just saved the whole health service by sitting on my ass. 
People who complain me, well, we, we can't do anything. Mate, that's, that's what I've always wanted someone to tell me. Like, I'm not allowed to go. It's brilliant. Saving other stuff, fucking art. Saving the planet. That's a lot. It's hard. You know, I've started using, like, stopped using straws. Sorry, now just throw drinks in my face. It's, it's refreshing, but I'm very thirsty. You know, um, saving children. That's not easy. I've got one. I don't know what I'm saving her for. I think at some point I swap her for a mortgage. I don't know. Maybe a PlayStation 5. You know, but saving the NHS is—it's easy. It's really um. It's, I've, obviously, I'm joking. It's not. It's not safe. I, you know, I know that nurses aren't getting the pay rise they need. But hey, we are buying some new nuclear weapons. So, if you think about it, that is cost effective because if there's a nuclear war, then there'll be no one for nurses to have to fix up anymore, or any nurses, or anyone. So hey, cancel. It's cost effective. Um, I I should confide in you that I didn't do the clapping when we could clap for the NHS. I'm going to confide in you that um, I didn't, partly because it was during my daughter's bedtime and fuck, it was it hard trying to get her to go to sleep when it sounded like everyone was applauding her when she said, I don't want to go to sleep. So I just, just it, it was really difficult. Um, but I just felt like this was the obligatory, like clapping their final performance. Uh, I couldn't do it. I just felt it felt so tokenistic. And and then there was all this shit about how NHS staff and teachers have to be heroes by going to work under equipped. And I was like, where's this conviction from papers and politicians the rest of the time? Right? If you're so excited about people dying for a pointless ideology, why aren't you praising suicide bombers every week? So, you know, um, yeah, that was too bleak, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was. But I kept it in. I thought we'd see it. Um, uh, I just... Look, here, let's do some plus sides. One plus side was as someone who's regularly failed at things, um, I've never felt better about my job prospects at potentially working for the government. Um, I could... Seriously, you give me twelve billion pounds or thirty-seven billion pounds now, I would very successfully build an app that doesn't work. Um, I could absolutely fail to do that. Um, I could definitely have a plan to tackle a virus that requires ignoring how germs work and hoping the virus thinks it's too easy, gets bored, and goes away. I could do that. Um, I could do that. Yeah, I just I love I loved all those. I've been loving all the Downing Street briefings because it's so nice to know that even though I've sat in my pants all day eating crisps, I've still been more useful to the country than like the prime minister. Right. Who's who's just said something like data, not dates and then release dates, you know, um, or, <laughs> you know. Or when they're fucking they're still, I mean, I know it's older, but that when, uh, you know, Rishi Sunak, who's like a Marks and Spencer funds, um, he, uh, you know, I still I still find Eat Out to Help Out so bonkers. And I still I still find it so bonkers that they went for that name. They didn't go for fellatio because the economy's slow. Or, you know, give <laughs> give head, we need more than a hundred thousand dead. Or, you know, just it, there's there's loads more options. Um I yeah. I um yeah. Hey, do you know I think um I think they're taking it. That wasn't too bleak. That's good to know. I um, <laughs> There's the barometer. We found it this far into the gig. Um, I am. Um, I, do you know, I think the government are taking the coronavirus seriously now. I'm going to I'm going to big them up because last week Boris Johnson said um, the third wave will wash up on our shores from Europe. And that is a really clever way to confuse those who think the virus is a hoax, but are also scared of immigration. So that's it. Like smack, smack. Um, but yeah, so anyway, look, 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 let's try and be positive because I'm feeling, I'm feeling clued, I'm feeling shit, I'm feeling useless, and, and I'll be honest, I just, I don't, I genuinely don't know what to do. I mainly keep thinking, should I spend my time learning how to say "I told you so" while underwater? Is that like what I should be learning? Um, you know, I, my daughter is currently hating brushing her teeth every day, and my reasoning with her is that actually these incredibly mundane things are the only certainty I have in my life anymore. So you have to do it. It doesn't, doesn't wash with her. But um, 
you know, I just, I just, I need something. I don't know how motivational speakers are doing. Like, how are they doing it right now? You know, like you can get dressed if you put your mind to it. Like, a change is as good as a rest. So why not go to a different park today? Um, you can do whatever you believe in, but probably not till twenty twenty three. So have a biscuit. You know. Um, so I just. I'm just trying to think. I, I was trying to think about what to say that was positive to you to end this on. And I, a, a very clever person, someone I spoke to for my podcast, actually works on the Windrush Lives campaign. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, brilliant, brilliant campaign. Support them as well as sister. So many people support. Fucking hell. Um, but anyway, she said to me, like, just do what you can and do something. And I thought that was brilliant advice. And, and I've been trying to think of that and do that. And I've also realized that it doesn't work if the thing you was going to do was shitty. Then don't do anything. It's better to not do. Like, like all those important phrases need a caveat. Like, silence is complicit unless you're going to say something really shit and then shut up. It's, like, it's, better, it's still better that you shut the fuck up. It's still, I still prefer you silent than being a prick. Like, that is, you know, a smile uses less muscles than a frown. Brilliant. But what uses no muscles is a blank default face. Just get on with your life. Stop being a dick about things. Get on. So, anyway... So I just think, you know, do do what you can. I think that's what we, we, we've got to do. Just be be nice. Uh, just fucking be nice to people. It's not, there's not enough of that. Just being nice to people and trying to be positive about things and trying to find little ways to have hope in shit. I, I've realised some really good plus points of this uh, coronavirus, you know, um, for a start, um, being so worried about the coronavirus that really calmed down my eco-anxiety. Forgot about that entirely. Um also really helped that I just haven't been outside for a long time so that was good um I'm now an expert at putting all the mess in my room at a height that people can't see on zoom calls so it looks like I'm tidy it's really changed people's opinion of me um and look here's a really good one for you right only being able to see people online or at a distance means this is the perfect time to end toxic friendships because they can't get close enough to you to be angry about it. So you just like you just meet them, like you just meet them or turn them off is brilliant. So you can really clean up uh, your shitty friend stable. That's it. I don't. I, that's all the hope I could squeeze out of this. I, I think I probably talk far too long. You've been, you're so lovely. You're far too nice. Thank you for doing this lovely gig. Fucking hell. I, I say that sisters uncut. We shouldn't have to be raising money for this shit. But they're so good, and I'm so pleased they are doing what they're doing. We fucking need someone to do it. Um, I've been tearing, and I can't go. These English, you can't go anywhere now. I'm just going to stare at you until until you disappear. I suppose I don't really know what to. <sighs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.